0: Hi, I'm Justin Hopkins, and I'm Richard Reinhardt, and we want to thank you for taking the time to join us for this time of study as we look to see what the Spirit has to say about Himself in the Scriptures. Thanks for joining us again for The Spirit According to the Word. This week we are really continuing what we looked at last week regarding the Spirit and prayer. And uh, we're going to start off in Romans chapter 8. And of course there's no shortage of controversy or different ideas when it comes to this chapter, is there? No, there's not. <laughs> and uh you know, Romans chapter eight, you know, the, the, the verse really that we're gonna be keying in on is verse twenty-six. Likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that verse right there is Uh, sometimes a difficult one quick question did you say the spirit itself i i did yeah and and so so that verse and and a lot of times you know this verse is used uh to talk about you know the the spirit the holy spirit helping us in prayer and, and making intercession for us and so I want to consider that idea, and, and what does this passage say, and how do we harmonize this with the rest of the chapter, and other passages as well that talk about intercession? And in particular, uh, who, who is our, our intercessor as Christians? Well, Jesus is our mediator. Yeah, he's, he's our advocate. <laughs> he is, and, and there are several places in the New Testament that talk about that, and and so how does this this work? If if Jesus is our mediator and, and the Holy Spirit also doing this, so let's kind of back up a little bit to verse twenty two. Paul says, "For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption." To wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but what hope is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. And so here in verse 23, uh, Paul mentions that we have the first fruits of the Spirit. And the King James here capitalizes the word Spirit. Uh, what about the New King James?
1: So we're back to talking about verse uh, 26, correct? Uh, 23, verse 23. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, verse 23. Uh, Spirit is capitalized.
0: Yeah, and so the definite article is there in the original. This is, you know, the first fruits of the Spirit. And when we think about those, those first fruits, uh, my mind goes immediately to Galatians and the fruits of the Spirit and so here's the idea that the whole creation is looking forward to a day in particular the end of verse 23 the day of the resurrection the day when we get to go home and we ourselves are looking forward to that day and here again is the idea verses 24 and 25 that our hope is yet in the future our hope is not in this world it's not here in this life because if if it's Already attained, if we have it, what are we hoping for? But hope is something that is yet to be realized. And so, in the same way, he says, verse 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. And so, here again, the King James capitalizes the word Spirit in verse 26. What about the New King James?
1: So, in verse 26, uh, the first occurrence of spirit is capitalized and then the second occurrence of spirit is capitalized and then the new king james says spirit himself and himself is also capitalized interesting, interesting. that that's why i perked up when you said spirit <laughs> itself earlier
0: now, that, that that is interesting and, and and so uh you know the spirit also the spirit helps our infirmities and and here's the infirmity that paul talks about we know not what to pray for as we ought and certainly that's something that's not unique to us you know the, the Apostles asked Jesus to teach them how to pray and uh, certainly I, I think any of us can can relate to that idea that that we're struggling with something we're wrestling with something it's heavy on our hearts and we want to pray but we just can't find the words we're just not sure how to to, to pray about this thing to God we're not sure exactly what we should be praying for,
1: yeah, I know I struggle with that
0: yeah and 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 so and typically those situations are the ones that are the most pivotable pivotal, the most p- p- important in our lives.
1: <laughs> she's a different word,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh you know and and to us they're big, they're huge, they're momentous, we don't know what we want, we don't know. What the best way to approach it is and we certainly don't know how to pray about it so what do we do in those times and this verse that's what paul's talking about and so then he says you know this is how the spirit helps us in our infirmities the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and that's something that's kind of interesting so the New King James here says the spirit himself, capital H. Uh, American Standard says the spirit, capital S for spirit, lowercase h, for himself. Um, And the English Standard follows the the American Standard in in doing that. Um, But what's interesting is that that word for, for himself or itself, This is in the the neuter gender, that that pronoun. Uh, So it's not a masculine gender, himself. It's neuter, itself. The spirit itself makes intercession. So what spirit is this? And this spirit that helps our infirmities, the spirit that makes intercession does so with groanings which cannot be uttered.
1: You know, could this be an instance where, you know how a lot of people sometimes will like to use the phrase, well, God knows my heart. Mm -hmm. Well, God knows our heart. And if our heart is, is such that we have that spirit of holiness and we're striving to do the right thing. And then we have this big question in our mind of, well, should I do this or should I do this? You know, what should I do? The Lord knows what's in our heart. And so, so
0: that's where that comes in. You know, does that, quite possibly. Let's look at verse 27. So he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so this Spirit is making intercession for us, and it's making intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. And that's something that's always bothered me. If you're applying this to the Holy Spirit, why is it if, if I don't know the words, and so the Holy Spirit's going to help me, he doesn't know the words? He just He's just groaning? I mean, surely the Holy Spirit, if, if the Holy Spirit's interceding there, he ought to be able to put into words what I can't, right? But this is just groanings. Now, here's the thing, though. Again, if the Holy Spirit is making intercession, well, what about Christ? Because Christ is making intercession. Now, look at verse 27. He that searches the hearts knows what's in the mind of the Spirit. And it's interesting. He says, he that searches the hearts. And the reason why this person who searches the hearts knows what's in the mind of the Spirit is because... He's making intercession for us, for the saints, according to the will of God. Now, drop down, if you would, to verse 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So it is God's will, it is God's plan that Jesus Christ who died and who is risen again is the one who makes intercession for us. And that's God's will. And so he's the one then who knows what's in the mind of the Spirit and he knows that because he is making intercession. And of course, this brings to my mind Something that's not in my notes, but I'm going to go there anyway. Hebrews chapter 4. Um, you know, Hebrews chapter 4, and picking up in verse 14. Uh, actually, I want to back all the way up to verse 12. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart now can you read verse 13
1: and there is no creature hidden from his sight from whose sight his sight from whose sight the word
0: him the second word.
1: person of the godhead
0: so this word in verse 12 that's quick and powerful Piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. That word is Jesus Christ, and there's nothing that's hidden from His sight. Okay, keep, keep keep reading, verse thirteen.
1: But all things are naked and open to the eyes of Him to whom we must give account.
0: So Jesus is the one who will judge us, and Jesus is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. There's nothing hidden from Him, and so then. The Hebrew writer goes on, verses fourteen through sixteen, talking about how great it is that we have such a high priest uh, who is in the heavens making intercession for us, and how wonderful that is. Okay, now the place that is in my notes is in Roman, uh, sorry, Revelation chapter two. Revelation chapter two. Now Paul in Romans talked about he who searches the heart he doesn't identify who he who searches the heart is but we can let the scriptures identify that are you there in revelation chapter 2 verse 23 yes go ahead yep that's all right.
1: it, it it is the right one <laughs> it is all right all right i will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that i am he who searches the mind and hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. I had a page turn there, so I didn't see the second part of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, certainly some stern words of judgment here to the brethren at Tolerant Thyatira. Uh, but, but notice, he's going to give us all according to our works, and part of the reasoning of that is he knows... He's the one who searches the mind, who searches the heart, and he knows what's there. One more scripture on that thought, First Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11, Paul says, For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. So here Paul says, the things that are in our mind, our spirits know. And the one who searches the heart, Paul says, knows what's in the mind of the spirit. And so here's the idea, tying this all together, that our human spirits know what's in our heart. Our human spirits know what we're struggling with. And Jesus Christ, as according to the will of God, is our mediator, our intercessor. And he searches our hearts, he searches our spirits, and he knows what our spirit is groaning about. And he is the one who makes intercession for us before God. Since
1: he knows that, and he knows what those groanings are, he is able to make that intercession.
0: Yeah, and and he makes it quite articulately. He's able to articulate before God what we can't. Which is amazing. It really is. And so I submit to you then that here, this this verse in Romans chapter 8, talking about the spirit that makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, this isn't the Holy Spirit at all, this is our spirit, that when... Uh, your heart's just in a big ball of knots, and you go to God in prayer, and all you can say is, oh, Jesus knows exactly what all of that means, and then he's the one taking that prayer before the throne of the Almighty. You know, it makes
1: me wonder, you know, why did the translators translate it the way that they did?
0: Well, I mean, it, it, it has to come from some sort of a doctrinal bias, some, something that they had preconceived in their minds. And one other scripture on this note is uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5. Notice what Paul, again, the same Paul who wrote Romans chapter 8, says here. You got verse 5 there for me? Yeah.
1: For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. You know, that word one seems to be a key word. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And,
0: and that one is, of course, Jesus. Yeah, and so Jesus is the mediator, and, and you think about it, he's uniquely qualified to be the mediator because he is God eternal in the heavens you know he was that's why he was able to say before Abraham was I am he understands God in a way that no man can but he is the man Jesus Christ in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin and so he uniquely understands us like no other being in heaven can. And I would go one step further with that and say, because of his humanity, Jesus is uniquely qualified to be our mediator. And because of his deity, Jesus is uniquely qualified to be our mediator. The Holy Spirit does not meet those qualifications. He has the deity, but not the humanity. Jesus does.
1: You know, and that takes us back to Hebrews chapter four, where we were a moment ago, mm-hmm. and, and verse fifteen, and that's the very encouraging aspect of Jesus being our mediator. Uh, Hebrews four verse fifteen says, "For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He knows what we're going through."
0: Yeah, and and not only does he know what we're what we're going through, he kind of understands when we goof (laughs) because he also was tempted and while he doesn't approve of the goofs he understands and he's the one then who brings our prayers in our case before the throne of the almighty and isn't it wonderful to think that when we're praying and when we just don't know how to put it into words Jesus knows he's a dividing of the sunder of joint and marrow of soul and spirit and he knows the thoughts and the intents and the desires and the struggles of our spirit and with those groanings that we can't put into words Jesus is like got it I understand this is what he's trying to say and then he can bring that before the throne of our Father.
1: You know, he understands the growth process that we go through. That, you know, when we come up out of the waters of baptism, we're not perfect.
0: It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and what's interesting is the these are the passages, you know, the ones we looked at last week and, and this one here in Romans that that are usually used to uh give give the holy spirit some very active role in mediating for us in in prayer uh, but that role Jesus is uniquely qualified for and you know uh, w- w- one of the things I heard an older preacher say about this you know is if if I set before you a barbell with 200 pounds on it, and I tell you, you've got to pick this thing up. You have to pick it up. You're going to lift, and you're going to strain, and you're going to try all your dead level best to pick it up. But if I've got a curtain draped over one end of that barbell, and I tell you, well, you've got to pick this thing up, but on the other side of that curtain is the world's strongest man, and he's going to be helping you lift. Are you going to lift as hard No. (laughs) You might not give it your every effort. You might not risk getting a hernia like you would if you thought you had to do it on your own. And I think if we're not careful, we can use that as a crutch thinking, oh, the Holy Spirit's helping me pray. No, it's your spirit. But thanks be to God that his plan, his will gave us a mediator who, when we're praying, we've got to pay attention. We're coming before the throne of the Almighty. But when we're not exactly sure how to put it into words, when we can't articulate what we're feeling and what we're struggling with, the one who is qualified, the one who does understand because he's been there and done that, he knows exactly how to put it into words. And he is our mediator. And that, I think, is really super cool.
1: And encouraging.
0: Indeed. Any other thoughts there, brother? You know, I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, any comments, questions, any different ideas, anything that we've missed, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, You know, uh, we want to learn and we want to grow and we want to come to the unity that comes by having an understanding of the truth. So stay in the Word. God bless you.